Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Tuesday, October 30th, 2018. I'm Sarah Lane. At its hardware event in New York City Tuesday, Apple announced a redesigned iPad Pro with slimmer bezels, Face ID, a USB-C port, and two screen sizes, 11 inches and 12.9 inches. The new iPad Pro starts at $799 for the 11-inch, $999 for the 12.9-inch. Both sizes have A12X Bionic chips with an 8-core CPU and 7-core GPU, which leads to 35% faster single-core performance and 90% faster for multi-core tasks. No headphone jack and no home button. Pre-orders begin today and shipping starts November 7th. Apple also announced the second-gen Apple Pencil, which can now attach magnetically to the new iPad Pro and recharge using the Pro's revised inductive charging connector. Swipe and tap gestures can be sensed on the tube's sides to adjust the on-screen thickness of the stylus's tip. The Pencil 2 sells for $129. A new smart keyboard folio that attaches to the iPad Pro now sells for $179 for the 11-inch and $199 for the 12.9-inch. Apple's also introducing a new USB-C to SD card reader and USB-C to 3.5mm headphone jack adapter to go along with the iPad Pro. Apple also announced a new Mac Mini, now available in space gray and made from 100% recycled aluminum. The new device features the latest gen 6-core processor, up to 64 gigs of RAM, and up to 2 terabytes of solid-state storage. Ports include four Thunderbolt 3s, an HDMI, and USB-A port. The low-end version features 8 gigabytes of RAM and starts at $799. Pre-orders start today, shipping November 7th. Apple also announced a new MacBook Air for the first time in three years with a Retina display, 50% thinner bezels, in a design similar to the standard MacBook, and upgraded components. Those include a 13.3-inch screen, two USB-C ports, and a 3.5-millimeter headphone jack. It also weighs 2.75 pounds, which is lighter than the previous MacBook Air. The new Air has Touch ID, is powered by the same T2 chip in last year's MacBook Pro and iMac Pro models, an 8th gen Intel dual core CPU with integrated graphics, up to 16 gigabytes of RAM, and up to a 1.5 terabyte solid state drive. The USB C Thunderbolt ports can power an external 5K display as well. The base model has 8 gigas of RAM, a 1.6 gigahertz core i5 processor, and a 128 gigabyte solid state drive and is on sale starting today for $1,199. Like the new Mini, it's also made from 100% recycled aluminum. iOS 12.1 for iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch is now available with new features including group FaceTime for up to 32 people, dual SIM support, real-time depth control for portrait mode, and new emoji iOS 12.1 will also address the beauty gate issue that affected front-facing cameras on the 10s and 10s Max. The Nintendo Switch has outsold the GameCube in lifetime sales. Nintendo sold 3.19 million units in the last quarter, bringing the Switch's total install base to 22.86 million compared to the GameCube's 21.74 million in its six-year run. The Switch eclipsed the Wii U back in January as well. In its latest earnings report, Nintendo reported revenue of 221 billion yen, that's about 1.96 billion U.S. dollars, up from 220 billion yen, or about 1.95 billion dollars, during the same quarter quarter last year. Operating profit reached 30.9 billion yen, roughly $274 million, up from 23.8 billion yen or $211 million in the second quarter of 2017. 
Sony raised its annual profit outlook by 30% to a record level after a strong second quarter due to popular game titles and growing demand for the company's online gaming services. Sony now expects annual operating profit of 870 billion yen or about 7.7 billion dollars above market expectations of 796 billion yen. The gaming business will be the biggest profit driver generating 310 billion yen. In its second quarter, Sony's operating income climbed 17% to 239.5 billion yen, and profit for its gaming division was up 65%. Demand for Sony's image sensors stays healthy. The company aims to invest 600 billion yen in imaging sensors over the three years through March of 2021. That's up by 20% from the previous goal. Google announced the Waze audio player, which now supports Pandora, Deezer, iHeartRadio, NPR One, Scribed, Stitcher, and TuneIn, as well as Spotify, which was its first audio integration. Controls within Waze include the ability to play or pause or switch tracks, and songs and other audio will play alongside Waze directions and alerts, with primary directions still visible at the top, even when the music panel is open. The Waze audio player is launching today to the global beta community, with a public launch worldwide in the coming weeks. On the Android app, all services except Deezer are available. On iOS, Pandora, NPR, and TuneIn won't be available until the end of the year. And finally, Uber announced RidePass in five cities. That's Los Angeles, Austin, Orlando, Denver, and Miami for $14.99 per month. Unless you're in L.A., then it'll be $24.99 per month. Riders can lock in flat rates on all the UberX and Uber pool trips they take over the course of that month. The rates that are based on historical data will save drivers up to 15% on their overall monthly travel, says the company. RidePass fares won't be subject to typical external events like weather, traffic, or surge pricing. And there's no limit on the number of rides that customers can take within each month. Drivers will still get the same earnings based on time and distance, with Uber covering the difference. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to DailyTechNewsShow.com. I'm Sarah Lane. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.